2: Holy shit! Have you been paying attention to free agency this week? Oh my god, it's awesome! Uh, Welcome, this is Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 309. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're talking football. CFL football free agency, that's it. That's the only subject. We're going to go for 120 minutes talking about who's coming, who's going, who got paid way too much, and like, oh my god, is he still a free agent? Why? Okay, yeah, we're going to do all of this. I really don't have any rants. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just not going to do anything. We're just going to open up the phone boards, and we're going to go from there. Uh, everything I rant about, everybody else wants to talk about. So why? Let's all talk about free agency here. Because, oh, what was that? That was kind of cool. Um, that's the best. <laughs> I'm just clicking buttons, man. Uh, that's the best thing that we can do right now. So uh, welcome to the show, Will. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good. Guess
2: what? did you like my intro? Wasn't that pretty cool? Guess what?
1: Free agency is not free.
2: Okay. No hell no. There's no doubt. Du- no. There's no
1: doubt about it. There's no doubt
2: about it. It costs this money. This was this was a costly free agency for a lot of teams <laughs> it cost, in a lot of it different cost ways. Big money. Yep. Oh, this yes, cost indeed. Ottawa huge. And yep. It wasn't so much salary money. This is going to be gate money. I can. I'll bet you. There's people that are going to be tossing in their season tickets on this one.
1: Okay. Yeah, but I think there's. I think there's a waiting list in in Ottawa because they don't have a very big stadium. So. Yeah. Well, I right. think they'll fill seats all us.
2: So. Okay, man. So how are you doing? Did you enjoy free agency? Did things work out for you? Um.
1: Uh. You know what? Good and in bad. My mind, and we'll talk in my mind, and we'll talk about this later, I think the two biggest losers in free agency were Ottawa and Calgary. Really? Yep. I do. I do, I do, yep. I do.
2: I don't, I don't doubt that. Although, Winnipeg did take a well, bit of a hit, too. So, we are going to yeah, talk about they, all of that.
1: Yeah, well, let's, we'll go through that just introduce everybody so we can get on with it. I
2: don't want to. Oh, sorry. Mark, welcome to the show, buddy.
1: How's
3: it going?
2: I'm fine. How are you? Good. Um,
3: To paraphrase a a bad saying, I'm getting kind of tired of it, but it works on this one. We always talk about uh, Kyle Walters and going crazy on free agency and spending way too much money. Edmonton just went, here, hold my beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. Nine players? Nine players? Holy cow.
2: I think BC got nine more.
3: (laughs) I think Edmonton, though, we'll get into it, obviously, but losing Riley, I think they improved. So I think they improved their team because with Riley they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, you know, but I don't think that we'll was Riley's that,
2: fault. Though. No, um, we'll get it. DC actually, they they've uh, signed eleven free agents.
3: <laughs> Wally must be freaking
2: right now watching that. Yeah, I I don't know, and and, and he, we lost some really big Cause, players. Cause, mm-hmm. Do
1: you think? Do you think? Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think Wally has ever spent $250,000 on an offensive lineman? Yes. Yeah. I don't think so. Really?
2: Yes. Did wa- I
1: know for, Did a fact, sign- for a
2: fact Rob Murphy was not cheap. Yeah, Did but Wally that's a long nine time Did
1: agents his whole career? <laughs> or
3: 11? in his entire okay, career. Let,
2: let's rephrase that, Well, In in yep. today's dollars, it would have been more.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: He was the highest paid offensive lineman in the league at one time. Okay. And worth it. And worth every penny. I wish he was back. Younger. He's a little old now. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him at this age. But There's something about his nastiness that I really like. And that's one of the things that Suk Chung brings to the table, too. It's just nastiness.
3: In spades. In spades. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He he doesn't just want to play push and
1: shove. He wants it to hurt. If, if you went through your life with a name like that, you'd be nasty, too. Okay? <laughs> uh,
2: oh, That's not his name. You should see his name. It's huge. It just makes it easy for me to say Suk. Yeah. Who, uh, okay, let's bring Charles in here, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Just digging up more. going over the list here. 3 days of snow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, you know what? I don't know if I like this free agent uh 3 down free agency thing. Okay. Only because it doesn't tell it it says who they added and who they lost, but it doesn't say where they went. Oh, that's a good point. Um let me see. I, the CFL dot
4: CA put one out. That one might be better. I'm just going to pull it up and I'll
0: yeah, send but, a link yeah, for it. Yeah, but
1: we can fill in those empty spots because we know where they all went.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we do. Maybe you guys do. I don't. The
1: top
4: level guys, I do. I do, but some of the 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 more um, uh, what's the best way to look? like journeyman guys or uh, you know second stringers and stuff like that. I'm not sure, but.
1: Have uh, any yeah, of those okay. been signed? Have any of those been signed yet?
4: <laughs> yeah, they but they've just been getting a lot of money too. Um they've been look, okay, they've been yeah.
1: looking for they've been looking for money so they can sign those guys.
4: Well if you look at the list now, there is still a ton of like higher level free agents that are still available.
2: There was two hundred and eighty yep. free agents. Thirty of them yep. got signed, you know? Okay, yeah. fifty. You know, there's still Indeedy. a shitload of people out there.
1: Well, no money left.
2: Well, not in a few yeah. teams.
1: Winnipeg has
3: a few hundred grand still. Yep. <coughs>
4: yeah, I just sent the CFL.ca one where it actually does say.
2: Yeah, it's. Say I had one up, up. I had one up yesterday that was really good. I think it was actually mm-hmm. TSN. Okay. I'll go see if I can find it. Just the wow. What? I just said wow, this just free agency oh. has just gone weird, man. Yep. Okay, so where do you guys want to start? Where's the big kicker? Who's the what's the impressive thing here? Do you want to start at the top? Do you want to go down to the bottom? Who was signed first? Who was signed last? I don't know. You guys tell me. What do you want to do on this show?
0: Hmm.
1: I, I guess you know what. Why don't we start with with uh, who do you think was the winner and who do you think was the loser? All right, that sounds good. Because we all okay. have thoughts on that. We do. Well, go thoughts. ahead and sure, and, and the reasons and the reasons why. Sure. Okay, Will, you're up. You, this is you. Okay, I think I think Brock Sunderland is a genius. Okay, like who saw that coming? Who saw him signing? Undoubtedly the top. You know they're the best out of the top five linebackers in the CFL, all to be in Edmonton. Yeah. And then they steal Ottawa's quarterback. Then they steal Ottawa's number one receiver. Like, where did that guy come from? I didn't think Brock Sunderland would do anything. And I'm more, I'm more worried about Edmonton now than I was last year. Because I knew last but, year they were shit.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I picked Edmonton to miss the playoffs last year, and I was bang on. And that was... Like about now, a year ago, I said Edmonton's gonna miss the playoffs and you guys all thought I was a fucking idiot. Well, you still well, think you, I'm a fucking idiot but for different reasons. I, I wasn't I wasn't
1: gonna say that, but hey, if, if the shoe fits, you know. Dance. And it's so so I think I, I mean Edmonton the reason and I gave the reasons why I think Edmonton did so well and B C well B C signed everybody and their mother. And so they probably won, too. And I think the two teams that lost were Ottawa. It's pretty obviously why. Obvious why. They lost their quarterback and they're starting wide out. And Calgary, who has, uh, let's see, one. I think they have one. Yeah, that's it. They have one guy on their roster from their starting front seven last year. One guy. Well if and if you look a, at what they've done a, they
2: only lost one one O lineman.
1: Yeah, but they lost two well, to free agency yesterday. They lost undoubtedly two of the top defensive linemen in the CFL. What? Okay. Garrett Davis and, 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 and
2: McKay uh, Garrett Davis McKay Johnson and
1: Mika, Mika Johnson.
2: Mika Johnson. Okay.
1: They lost Singletary to the NFL. They lost—I can't even remember his name anymore—the their outside starting linebacker to the NFL. Uh, they lost uh, Vaunters to the NFL. Okay, so but hang
2: on—that doesn't—that doesn't make them losers in free agency.
1: Uh, well, I still say Jagaerad Davis. Singleton and, uh,
2: left before free agency, right? Yeah,
1: but Jagaerad Davis yeah. and Mika, Mika Johnson. I mean, those are two huge guys. The reason yeah. they got rid of Charles. The reason they got rid of Charleston Hughes was because they had Jagaerad Davis and Mika Johnson.
2: Well, then they should have signed him.
1: That, uh, that's huge.
2: They should have. Didn't have
1: enough money. Didn't have enough money because they signed Mr. Levi. Okay. Which yeah. which go which goes to my point of paying these guys too much money because then you can't sign these guys. But I heard but I heard yesterday that Nika Johnson is now the highest paid defensive uh, player in the CFL.
2: Yep. Yeah, that means that he surpassed uh, Big Hill's numbers.
1: Yes. Yeah, so that would be over two hundred and fifty k. Yes. I would guess. Okay, yes. but it's only a one, but it's only a one-year contract. Is it
4: Was it one yeah. or
1: two? No, it was one. 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 Right. One, yeah. one So you know, so yeah, I think Calgary lost yesterday big time. So I mean, let's face it, and you'll agree with this, Christopher, since since Bo Levi is so shitty, um, they won their I championship know. on their defense on their defense last year.
2: Well they won, won most games on their defense, yes.
1: Yep. Their, and, their now, was and, very now, and I mean they their defense is a complete rebuild. Yeah. Okay. A complete rebuild. So mind you, I think you can I think you can build a defense faster than you can build an offense. So and the only thing that's making me not be really unhappy is I know John Huffnagel has twelve guys in his back pocket that he'll bring to Calgary and we'll see what happens. So there you go. Go ahead.
2: Mark, question for you sir. Who's the winner? Who's the loser?
3: I definitely think Edmonton is the winner. Uh like I said earlier, with Riley and I know it's not all his fault or even any of his fault with Riley, they didn't make the playoffs. They've now got a serviceable quarterback, and they brought in everybody. If there's any knock, and I don't think they'd have any money left unless they started releasing some of the guys, they didn't improve their secondary. But I think...
2: Well, they, they lost their main piece in their secondary.
3: Well, their secondary was junk before anyway. We've all agreed on that. Their secondary has been terrible, and they didn't. Yes, but that doesn't they mean
2: they that. were all terrible.
3: No, no. But you know, they really they didn't do enough to improve that. But I definitely think they're the winners of the free agency, and losers. I'm going to stick with Ottawa. You can't take that much offense out of a team and expect them to do anything doesn't matter who they bring in and I think really all they brought in was a running back at the start it was okay you just lost your quarterback you just lost your top receiver and you brought in a running back okay I definitely think Desjardins blew it on this one badly This is still a relatively new franchise and they need to be competitive and I think they're going to have a real hard time being competitive with everybody they lost.
2: Regardless of what people want to think, the Ottawa franchise is fragile. Whoa. OK? They've lost a franchise in that town twice. OK? What they have just done by gutting their team has the potential to take this team down.
3: The whole sporting landscape in Ottawa is terrible. Um, so this does not help. They're going to have to do something
2: quick. They, they cannot come out of the gate and suck. Oh.
3: When Desjardins came out and said he was comfortable going forward with Dominic <laughs> Davis as his starting quarterback, Will, I'm pretty sure you did the same thing, was just stare at the screen and go, what the fuck? There's just no way. He's barely serviceable as a backup. I know he hasn't played a ton, but what he's played, we've seen it. So, I just, they have patched up a couple of holes, but they've got a lot of holes on that offense now.
2: A lot. So, that's it. Okay. Charles. Winners, losers. Yeah, I mean
4: it's really hard to say uh, that Edmonton didn't win. And the reason I think you got to say they won is because they really, um, they improved in the place where they needed to improve the most, and that's defense. Uh, their defense was a disaster last year. A lot of people brought up, when Mike Riley signed with the Lions, a lot of people brought up the fact, oh, well, they missed the playoff last year. I got news for you, folks. It wasn't because of Mike Riley in the offense. It's because their defense couldn't stop anybody, and they needed to improve on their defense, and they did. Bringing in Larry Dean, bringing in Santos Knox, bringing in Unamba, Anthony Orange is a good pickup. Um, bringing those guys in is a huge, huge upgrade on what their defense is last, what their defense was last year. Not to mention the offensive pieces they brought in, guys like Greg Allenson, Trevor Harris is, I think most people agree, a downgrade from Mike Riley, but it's not a super significant downgrade. While Trevor Harris isn't Mike Riley, uh, he's still a pretty darn good quarterback when he wants to be, at least. So, all in all, I think they got better on the uh, defense, and their offense was already pretty good, but Greg Allenson is the big one for me. They bring him in, he's an outstanding stud receiver, he's a guy that's a huge pickup. And uh, so I've got to give him the winner. Runners up, I, get, I have two runners up. Obviously, I'm going to go with my BC Lions. I, think I like most of what they did, although there's one signing I'm kind of on the fence on. I think most people know which one I'm talking about. We'll talk about that one later. And yep. the other runner up I'm giving up who had the best day who didn't really do a lot but they had the best day, I think, uh, because of subtraction from other teams. Is the Hamilton Tiger Cats? Now I know they lost Nunamba and Larry Dean. That's bad, but really, when you look at it, their stock in the Eastern Division went up because no one in the else in the East really did a whole lot that's going to make them a lot better. So uh, I think they're probably um, a team that. Um, should be pretty happy because I think you got to put them up as a favorite going into next season in the east. So not so much because of what they did, uh but what other teams did or didn't do. I would say they had a good day. Uh and the loser, I'm sorry, Ottawa. Ottawa is decimated now. They've their team um I was making the thinking yesterday that uh, I hope that the Ottawa fans enjoyed the uh, three Grey Cups in the last five years or whatever it was, because they're not going back anytime soon. So yeah, they they got to be considered the big loser of the day, as far as
2: I'm concerned. Okay, I have a totally different perspective on this, and it of course I do, right? Because that's who I am. Why wouldn't um, you? Exactly. I I know we're going to go team by team in here, and I'm looking at the Eastern Division, and like, what was it, nine or ten All-Stars went from the East Division to the West Division, and everybody was saying, okay, who was the winner and the loser? I said, well, the Western Division was the winner, and the Eastern Division was the loser. Okay? Fair, too. Seriously, because like the, the Western Division just stocked up on people. But the Eastern Division all of a sudden just started to make a comeback. And I'm looking at Montreal and Spencer Wilson, Bola Combo, uh, Devere Posey, uh, Taylor Loeffler. Montreal lost nobody significant. You look at Toronto Argonauts. Chris Rainey, Kevin Foggy, Fogg, Sean Lemon, uh, Terrell Johnson, Mika Awe, they lost Deron Carter. Now, I'm sorry, Toronto is not a loser in this free agency. If anything, they smoked it, right? I mean, yeah, they missed the playoffs, but they just added nine guys and lost one. Reality says, man, they they did a good job. Now, you look at Calgary. Calgary, I'm going to agree with Will. This is a loser. I mean, they re-signed three people. They lost a dozen two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, they lost eight. Um, but, yeah, so they re-signed three of their own, Bodie by Mitchell, Eric Rogers, and Kadero Law, and they lost eight guys, not to mention the ones to NFL. The big loser in this is Calgary. Without question, Calgary's the big loser. Ottawa doesn't look good. Granted, they're they're really close in that that. that that thing but i'm gonna i'm gonna put calgary as the big loser now the big winner i like what edmonton's done because yes i agree again with will uh sutherland's a genius a freaking genius but that being said montreal and toronto improved their stock a hell of a lot better than what hamilton did so i'm not picking hamilton as the big winner back east Ottawa may be the loser back east, but Hamilton's not the winner in the east. Montreal and Toronto are, I, I, don't, I can't tell which one's better. But they both did a serviceable job. They are not going to be the doormats back there. And in the west, I, it's a tough call. Um, Saskatchewan, to me, they're still quarterbackless. I love Zach Caleros. I think he's awesome, but I don't know. I don't know. No. So in the in the east, winners of Toronto and Montreal, loser of Ottawa. In the west, Edmonton won it. Calgary lost it. That's my take on it. Wow. Did you guys notice what Montreal and Toronto did? Or did you just kind of skip over them because they they're just losers? Oh no, Toronto,
4: in terms of uh, adding players, I think did better than anyone in the East. They had a big uh, late day one, day two. They actually because they were really quiet for the first part of free agency. It, yeah, it wasn't until the evening when they started picking off uh, players. There, um, they loaded up. They now have six running backs. Okay, well
2: they
1: took Terrell Mercer Timmons. Who's their quarterback? Who's their quarterback?
4: Well that that's <clears throat> the big that's the big uh question mark for Toronto is that they didn't sign a quarterback.
1: Exactly. Gee, that's pretty big. That's pretty big. Yeah, well, no no question.
4: Well that's why th- that's why I think no, right but now I, I if you at the I east. I think I think yeah. But, what do you think if you're looking at the east Right now, if you're looking in terms of quarterback, the only one that's got a real legitimate uh, top-level number one quarterback so far is Hamilton with Jeremiah Mazzoli. Every other team in the East is a question mark. But calling him a level one quarterback is is, is scary at best, okay? Yeah, I'm not calling him level one, but he's better than the other four, three teams
1: in the division. Hands down better, I think. <sighs> I'm just. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I mean, you got Jonathan Jennings,
2: thinking. you got James Franklin, and you've got Johnny Manziel. Okay, those are the number one. Those are the starters in the other teams. So mm-hmm. yes, Jeremiah Johnson is got more consistency. He's got more playing time. He's got he's more established, and he's won more games. Bottom line, right? He's won more games than all three of those other ones put together. So you're right Isn't there.
1: You, oh, you meant Jeremiah Mazzoli, right?
2: Yeah. What did I say?
1: Oh, Johnson.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out who the hell is that? It's a, it was was that a point? running back for the BC Lions.
1: <laughs>
2: there you go. That's what I thought.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, if, Jeremiah
2: it, Mazzoli, yes, is the is the quarterback yeah, of the Hamilton yeah. Tiger Cats. My mistake. I'm sorry to any Tiger Cat fans out there. Um, yeah, he's hands down got more experience than the other ones. But I think Jonathan Jennings and James Franklin have more upside. <clears throat> they're, going, they're going to improve more than what Mazzoli is. Mazzoli's what you got right now. I don't think that boy is going to get any better, no different than Matt Nichols in Winnipeg. What you see is what you get. If you're comfortable with what you got, then so be it. You just move on, right? You just carry on. And I'm okay with that if you've got an absolutely stellar team around them, which Winnipeg does, and it's getting better. So Matt Nichols is a serviceable quarterback for that. I don't think Hamilton is at that stage yet where they can rely on the team over the quarterback. And that's why they lost, like, what, eight in a row last year and then came back and won six, six and four. or Right? Isn't that what happened? They lost the first eight games. Uh, Ken Austin got fired. No, that was that uh, was
1: that was two years ago.
2: Was that two years ago? Okay. What did they yeah. do last year? Then. Oh, you know, they went eight and ten. For, eight and ten. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, still, that's that's nothing to scream about. Eight and ten is not a great record.
1: It is in the it is in the way in the it is in the east. Yeah. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. It got, it, it got them a whole, game. whole field yeah
1: That's just a great theme there. Okay.
2: Actually, and while we're on that subject, just for a second, uh, Charles, I want to uh, thank you, you and uh, Richard Olson, for that uh, great discussion today on uh, divisions. Mm-hmm. Yep on the on the group chat or on the yeah, uh, I, that was a good one. Facebook page. That was a good mm-hmm. good discussion. I kind of uh, chimed in at the end there. I don't know whether or not you yeah. got to see that. I did see that. Yes, I've got a couple other really good ideas to how to change this. But you got to think mm-hmm. out of the box because everybody is just trying to say, "Okay, do this, do that, do this, do that," and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. So I got bounce. We'll call in. Yeah. I guess Mark. It's Mark. Did he call in? There he is. Okay, so there. I got to open up his mic. There
0: we yes, go. Yes, Mark.
2: Back You're back on. Yes, thank you. So, um, what was I talking about?
4: The conversation we had on the.
2: Um... Oh yeah, yeah. It was a great discussion on 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 why why we should or should not go to one division. I think that the, the question isn't should we go to one division, it's how can we change the divisions that we currently have to make it more fair and more productive for our league without losing tradition. And that seems to be the big thing. People uh, want to not lose tradition. So check it out. And it's I a great discussion something. on Facebook. Uh, James Anderson, I think his name is, that yeah. posts the question, and a uh, good question, James. Thanks very much for doing it. Hopefully you're listening to the show. You get big shout out to you, buddy. Uh, thanks for your input on the group. Okay, sorry. Let's move back to free you agency. Know what? I had to do that.
1: Wait a minute. But, Wait a minute. I wanted to say something. I read some of that stuff today, and I, I, you know, you guys all had great ideas, but you know what I think we should do. If every team in the West has more points than the teams in the East, come playoff times, you should take all the East teams, make an all-star team out of them, and they should be in the playoffs. And it might be really exciting that way. What do you think?
2: I I think you'd have a challenge getting some – you could do that in hockey, but it's really hard to do that in football where you've got no time to gel. Uh, Exactly. That's
4: what I was going to say, too.
2: It, it's kind of an interesting concept, and I don't don't yeah. disagree. I don't dislike it. I think it's really cool, but that was the glaring thing that stood out for me. Um, yeah. I
1: I, it, it would be, how how it can you have how five O linemen from
2: four different teams?
1: Well, you can't.
2: Them to play? I
0: guess.
2: No. Just a if you we want to do to, an all star team, to, then you we got the to take the O line from Toronto, to and you. you have to take the. And, and and there's no way that you can have a playbook that everybody would know. I
1: can tweak it's, it, it, you know what I mean. It's not like hockey. They're still not going.
2: still not going to win
1: anyway. So no, no, no.
2: <laughs> <sighs> it's an interesting concept. Oh, well, yeah, I, I thought create, I thought of changing up creation. the divisions. Mm-hmm. Right. The first thing you have to do is take the name away from the divisions. <clears throat> Like, it shouldn't be an East and West. The whole po- concept of division is wrong. Like, why are we dis- – and Kelly Bale, give b- big shout-out to uh, my friend Kelly Bale on this one. He said we should change them from divisions to conferences because a division is trying to divide, and a conference is bringing together. So if there's an Eastern conference and a Western conference, then we do that. So just changing the name from division to conference brings us like, closer together. Okay. Now I'll give them credit for that. When that has some, some some merit to it, um, I think they should change the name from East and West and name them after two CFL pioneers. Okay. I don't care who. You know, call it the Campbell Hugh Campbell Division and call it uh, Ron Lancaster or whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just call them something other than that does a division between the people. Because we're, we're constantly dividing ourselves between black and whites, Christians yeah. and Muslims, liberals and conservatives. And we're, we're, everybody's trying to divide everybody else. Okay, black lives matter. No, all lives matter. Oh, no, you can't say that. Oh, my God. Bunch of snowflakes. Fuck off. Okay? So get rid of the East and the West. Let's not try to divide ourselves. Let's call ourselves conferences. Let's give ourselves some names and bring ourselves closer together. Now, if you're going to do that, and we're not East and West, what is it, Charles? Are you okay? Hmm? Sorry. Sorry. No. <laughs> <I'm> sorry no. <laughs> not my fault
4: my wife comes and starts talking to me when I'm, just, I'm trying to be as quiet as I can. Emery, stop it. Okay,
2: so, <laughs> so why don't we change the, the teams within the conferences, okay? Why don't we have BC, Edmonton, Calgary, Montreal, and Moncton, in one divi- one conference, and Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Toronto, and Hamilton in another conference. Just spitballing, just throwing shit out there. I never said it's a good idea, but it's an idea, and it's That's one that nobody's thrown the out Lions yet. To
4: go, it's a long way for the Lions to go for a divisional game to Moncton.
2: It's, it's going to be it's going to be terrible to go for anything, right? I mean, oh, especially if there's a crossover. With, with the, the, the crossover or not, right? And and if you look at it, I mean, the, the actual division or conferences, if we're going to call them that from now on, don't. It doesn't matter anymore because with ten teams, everybody plays everybody else twice—one home, one away. So the in, inner division, where you get to play your your each of your or a couple of your um, division teams, three times instead of just twice. The East gets to beat up on the East, and they, that's how they get all their victories, right? They're not getting their victories by playing good teams; they're getting them by playing the shit teams. Um, yeah, doesn't that make more sense?
0: Yeah,
2: I don't know. I'm just just throwing shit anyway. out there. We got off the engine here because I, I I could go on just for another half hour on Yeah, it is show. too, another too for, much for for. Free agency right now. Okay, so do we want to go team by team and talk about how wonderful or how terrible this happened? Let's start with Montreal Alouettes. Defensive back, they signed. Defensive back Patrick Levels. O-lineman Spencer Wilson. Linebacker Bola Combo. Receiver Taviris Posey. uh, Fullback Christopher Norman. (laughs) And defensive back Taylor Loeffler. Not big names, but some people. Bola Combo's an up-and-coming linebacker. That's not a bad sign. We know Posey. Posey's a scary one, right? He really didn't do anything in Toronto, except in the Grey Cup game where he, he scored three touchdowns. Yep. He, he didn't do anything all year. But he had this freaking amazing Grey Cup game that won the game for them and uh, was like MVP of the game. So then he went to the NFL, came back, signed with the BC Lions, played good but didn't play amazing. Wasn't the number one receiver by any stretch of the means. Uh, Brian Burnham was there. Um, And BC let him walk. So Posey's over in Montreal. Taylor Loeffler, who as a safety did a pretty good job with Winnipeg three years ago, but really has done dick squat since, and and was expecting 200 and some odd thousand dollars a year, 220 or something, I, I believe his asking price was. And I understand Kyle Walters cutting them loose. At least Walters is finally realizing that you can't pay people stupid amounts of money. Maybe. We're not sure about that yet. So who do they lose? Josh Stanford, uh, Philippe Gagnon, and Nicolas Boulet. See, I'm much better with the French names than the the African names.
3: Well, you missed one French name. Which one? What? Normand is Christophe Normand.
2: Christophe Normand, I know.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Normand.
2: Norman. Norman. <laughs> okay, so um, what's your thoughts there, Mark? Montreal improve? Did they improve enough? This isn't all yeah. they have to do. They got free agent camps. They got more free agent signings coming down their own. They got a draft coming up. Is Montreal – is this a good base to start to get them, drag them out of the basement of the Eastern Division?
3: Um, I, I'm going to go with the juries out on that simply because – they didn't address one glaring weakness. Quarterback? Quarterback.
1: Quarterback.
3: Now, that being said, having watched Christoph Normand here and when he was in Edmonton, he's a very serviceable fullback. He's a great blocker. He's also really good at catching the screen passes and getting six, seven yards off those screen passes. He may help... Mansell or Pipkin, whoever they're going to go with, because I don't think they've decided yet, uh, he is, may help give give them those two guys an option, but it just they they improved from what they had last year personnel wise for sure, but did they improve at the main spot? quarterback no. Yeah, free okay. agency isn't over yet, and hey, Drew Willy is still out there.
2: Yeah, he is still. So. Okay, Charles, he lost Philippe Gagnon on the offensive line, but gained Spencer Wilson. Good trade off. That's not bad. Uh, to me,
4: I think Montreal almost went sideways on this. I don't think they got particularly better. I I don't think they got terribly worse. Uh, I like the signing of Devere Posey. He's a guy that can make some plays. I don't know if he's a number one receiver a big, uh, or so on, but he's a guy that can have an impact. I've always been a fan of Bo Combo. I actually was sad that he was gone. I like Bo combo a lot. Um, but uh, have they done enough to, um, to um, make themselves better? No, I don't think they've gotten substantially worse. They're kind of a. To me, they're kind of a, a team that's. Um, like I said, they've got. They're about the same. I don't think uh, they've really gone one way or the other. To be honest, well, uh,
0: and
3: look,
4: they I got, agree
2: that quarterback is still uh, a glaring question for them. they they gained Devere Posey and lost Josh Stanford, on the receiver package. Okay, yeah, and that's a that's certainly a um, big upgrade. An upgrade, I would think. Yeah. Bola combo at linebacker and lost Nicholas Boulet. I think that's an upgrade, okay? I, I like <laughs> Nicholas Boulet, but Bola combo's a better player. Nicholas Boulet, being a francophone in Montreal, was advantageous. They, mm-hmm. hey, Bola now, combo's not, not a francophone? <laughs> No,
0: dude. He's no, not. <laughs> no.
2: But he is—he is a Canadian, I think. Is he? He's a national. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure.
0: All
2: okay. right. Mm-hmm. Hang on. How do you spell this? That's a K. Okay. <laughs> Hold the combo. CFL. Uh, American football player. Uh, what well, uh, well, American football player. Born, born in he went to school in Abbotsford. Republic of Congo. Went to school in Abbotsford. Yeah. WJ Moet. Oh,
1: okay. Yep. He's a national. Okay. That's good.
2: Why? Why did I even look that up? I knew that. Yeah. His parents, Anne People Marie. Doubt
1: you, you doubt it yourself.
2: I did. I did. I should. Have, I, I knew he was. Yeah, I knew he was from Mavisburg. What the hell am I doing? Okay. Anyhow. So yeah, I I think they upgraded their positions that they got. I think they they added a couple of key personnel. They had to have improved themselves. Mhm. And that's just the fact. That's where they are right now. They've improved. Did they improve enough? Not my opinion. But they're not Ottawa. Okay, They're just not going backwards. Okay. Will, what's your thoughts?
1: So they're just a little dumpster fire now, is what you're saying. I well, think, now I a think dumpster with all fire those.
2: Before they were a tire fire. Okay, now it's contained into a steel all, box.
1: I think with all those additions, they have improved a little bit. Any enough to, uh, you know. Be up there in the East. Well, that's not hard to do, okay. So, <laughs> and I mean, if if Ottawa ends up starting Dominic Davis, <laughs> Montreal is not going to be in last place in the East this year. I guarantee you, okay. Um, or unless unless something happens with Jonathan Jennings, if they're going to improve or not, so. Yeah, I think Montreal improved a little bit. They weren't big buyers. They still have a quarterback controversy. But you never know. Maybe Johnny Menzel will light it up this year.
2: Well, I think after one year in the CFL and he gets into a good training camp and he's learned a lot about the game and and maybe calmed down and matured a little bit.
1: Are you talking about Johnny Menzel? Well, I'm not talking about Deron Carter. Well, well, nothing, nothing like that has happened from last year. So he's still the same guy, apparently. Okay, we just don't hear about it because it's in Canada. So, Okay, but we'll see.
2: We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the Ottawa Redblacks. They're next in line coming down. They added quarterback Johnny, uh, Jonathan Jennings. Running back Moses Madu, Troy Stodemeyer, Ryan Lankford, receiver, O lineman Philip Guignon, and linebacker Nicholas Boulay. Well, the Francophones kind of stay in a bilingual town, so that's not so bad. They lost Trevor Harris. Okay, as we'll talk later on, Trevor Harris is no Mike Riley. Well, I can say without doubt, Jonathan Jennings is no Trevor Harris. So, they did not upgrade their quarterback position. If anything, they got hurt. Receiver Ryan Lankford. Not a bad receiver, but he's no Greg Ellingson. That's a fact. Okay. Moses Madhu replaces William Powell. Uh, no. No. Nope. No. No. They did. Oh, they picked up an O lineman, Philip Gagnon. Is, did he replace Sir Vincent Rogers? <laughs> no and they lost to the fullback in Christoph Norman man they took a sharp left turn and it wasn't into the mountain it was off the cliff yeah I well Say something it's not last <laughs> rights, okay, don't get the team last what, rights right what, now okay
1: what 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 can you say okay um uh, I, I, I um hope they have a good scouting department maybe um, how did how did uh Desjardins let that happen? Because I do consider Desjardins a good GM. Um, See, I never have. But, yeah, but he won a great cup two years into an expansion, man.
2: So, yeah, but anyways, they also kind of cheated. Well, okay. Um, they were exempt from I, the salary I, cap for the first two years of their expansion, right? Yeah, you
1: know, and, and the scariest thing is, is what's what's wrong in Ottawa that Harris left? Um, because he didn't get that much more money, did he? I don't
2: think he did. Um, if you read the article uh, that Craig Ellingson said, he said he was disrespected by Desjardins.
4: He's not the only former. He's not the and former only former Ottawa player that uh, that's saying that. that either.
2: Yeah, oh, he okay. said I was totally and completely disrespected by Dejardan. They they did not appreciate me. They did not want me, and they insulted me. Okay, so but Brock Sunderland was the he, assistant GM, this right? Also, this is yeah. Go ahead, Well, so,
1: I don't know. Um, I was going to say, this is also the guy who got pulled over for drunk driving right after the Grey Cup, isn't it?
2: Who's that? He refused
1: to take a breathalyzer? Ellingson. Okay? Yep, that's correct. Cool. Yeah. okay. So, you, let, let's talk about character, okay? Sorry. Just saying. Just saying out loud. Um, but, no, there must be something in Ottawa for those guys to leave like that, because... Let's face it, they had a good team. A team that competed every year. Mm -hmm. And like I said, uh, Harris didn't get that much more money to go to Edmonton. Okay? Ellingson is going to get what Ellingson gets. So, yeah, there's something going on in Ottawa. We don't know about it. Maybe they don't like the coach because I've never thought much of uh, Rick, of, uh, Rick Campbell. Okay, so... You know, I mean, but they lost. They lost big time. They're they're going to be in tough, not to be last in the in the East this year. And I would hate to see what that does to franchise, especially one like Ottawa, that's only been back for what three years now, four years. Okay, so Charles, so.
2: what's your take on? Free agency for the Ottawa Red Blacks.
4: Oh, gee, they
2: did swell.
4: No, um, free agency, boy, what a disaster. It was a disaster. I mean, (laughs) Trevor Harris, Greg Ellingson, Sir Vincent Rogers. um, Who's the other uh, guy? um, What's his face? Um, What's the other big name? Uh, William Powell. Powell losing one of those guys to free agency would hurt. They lost all four of them and got nothing back in return. No no offense to guys like Jonathan Jennings cuz I've been a uh, I've been a fan of his. I've tried to back him up. I mean Moses Madu over was no, come on. It's just been awful. It was an awful awful day. It's like Marcel Desjardins was like uh John Huffnagel didn't go into the office on free agency day. It sure looked like it because to lose all of those big key guys, I mean, your offense has been decimated. I mean, sure, you got Brad Sinopoli. First of all, who's going to throw the ball to him? And second of all, when you had Sinopoli and Ellington, you had a good one-two punch. Now all teams have to do is double-team Sinopoli. I mean, they they've just got completely
2: raided. Well, of they all had the teams, uh, last year. Know. They lost Ernst Jackson, didn't they, and Chris and, uh, Williams, or was that the year before? Because they they at one point in time they had four or five thousand yard receivers.
4: Yeah, and now they've got one of those guys one. left, and the quarterback that threw all those yards to him, he's gone too, and
0: well, their top retired.
4: offensive line. Well, well, it was both. I guess uh, Burris, but then Harris the was there afterwards. But and then their top running back, one of the top running backs in the league, they got absolutely lambasted. They had by, in my, in my opinion, they had the worst day of any team in free agency. Maybe one of the worst teams, one of the worst days of any team ever in free agency to lose that top end talent from a team that was playing for a Grey Cup. 2 months ago it was a disaster for Ottawa. Unmitigated disaster.
2: Can't can argue. Yep. Mark. That's traditional w- wisdom here.
3: Well, obviously I can go with the same guys on that, but and we will probably catch on this too. One of the guys they did pick up is listed as a defensive back. He's an eight-year veteran in the CFL, Troy Troy Stoudemire. Sure. Yeah. You know what his career stats are? Fifteen tackles, one interception. But he has total return yards of 3,419. He's a kick returner. So They didn't even improve in the defensive backfield by bringing in Stoudemire. Because he doesn't play defensive back, ever. Eight years, you have 15 tackles. You're not playing. You're a kick returner. So they didn't even improve there. They got shredded. There's no... You can't really... Okay, yeah, they got... Jennings in now You all know how I feel about Jennings The interception machine Will be out in force And that's the worst thing that can happen to him He needed To have guys like Ellingson So he had guys to throw to Now he's got one guy
0: it, it, you know, He needed
2: Sir Vincent Ryan. Rogers To, uh, to protect <laughs> him
3: They brought in Ryan Lankford I watched Ryan Lankford Quite closely here Obviously in Winnipeg He's a good receiver. He's not Craig Ellingson good. He's not even close. He comes up with circus catches and makes huge jack yards once or twice every two or three games. He's not a consistent guy. So, um, and there is still a lot of receivers out there that they can get, but then they must have money. Because they had to have saved money, bit from Trevor Harris to Jonathan Jennings, they had to save what? No, mind you, no, I did see his contract. I posted it. What was it? Two,
2: two fifty solid, or... and up bonus up to four.
3: Yeah, and it's playing time bonus.
2: Playing so time bonus. It's not performance bonus.
3: Yeah, no, yeah. that's a Matt Nichols bonus thing where he
2: can all he's got to do is start get, the games.
3: He could easily get four hundred thousand dollars. I know you're a fan of him, Christopher. Is he a $400,000 quarterback? No. No. Not even in the new world.
2: No, 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 no. We've all said that.
3: Yeah. You know, your friend and loader blew the door open for the new world. That's how big the quarterback salaries are now. So it's just they got shredded. I hope for their fans, because they are good fans, I hope they can stay through this. This could be... The next two or three days for them are really important in bringing in some of the higher-end guys that are left. Because they really didn't bring in any high-end guys. So, at all. That's it.
2: Okay. Here's what i got to say on this one. Really simple. Ottawa is the dark horse in the Eastern Division. Everybody is writing them off right now. And I think they have the potential to walk through the division. They also have the potential to be in the bottom of the division. But I think they might surprise people this year.
3: It all comes down to to Jennings.
2: It all comes down to Jennings and whether or not he can place. Play some ball. If he turns into a baller like he was three years ago, Ottawa has nothing to worry about. If he plays like he did last year and the year before, Ottawa's toast. Absolutely toast. They're the dark horse in the Eastern Division this this year. I I will would not bet for them, and I will not bet against them. I just have no idea what's going to do. I guess they could be this
3: year's Argos from a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, come in and win the breakup. Yeah, yeah it could be very, very, very scary. But they definitely got decimated. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Moving on, who's our next team here to look at? Uh, da, 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 uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. I don't even want to start trying to name these fuckers. Tundal Kalti, Adrian Tracy, Mike Jones. Mike Jones was a uh, re-sign, so that doesn't really count. Brian Jones, Shamad Chambers was a re-sign, and Jagger Davis for a defensive end. So, Davis was a good improvement. I don't see anything else, really. They lost Terry Dean. They lost Don Unamba. Terrell Davis. They lost three freaking linebackers. They lost two running backs in Mercer Timmons and John White. Either one of those I would be too upset about. I don't know. You know, everybody's saying Hamilton walked out of the East as the, the, the Rose Garden on this one. I'm not seeing it. Charles. No, Mark wanted to talk. I could tell. Charles, go ahead. Uh, uh they, The only
4: big issue here is they've lost two of their top linebackers, and that's significant. Uh, They didn't replace him with a linebacker. (coughs) Larry Dean was the defensive uh, nominee of the year for the Eastern Divisions. No, he wasn't. Yeah, No, yes, he was. He's the one that lost to Adam Bakehill. So anytime you lose a player of that caliber, it's going to sting. Same with Don Unamba, who they lost. Um, They didn't bring any... um, The biggest name probably they brought in was Ja'Garrett Davis, who they signed away from the Calgary Stampeders. That's a... Good signing, I think, for them on the defensive line. Um, yeah. Brian Jones, he's kind of a I think he's probably a number five or six receiver. I I don't think he's a top four guy. He's not a bad guy or anything by like that. Adrian Tracy. So I think they took a hit in the linebacking core. They brought in Adrian Tracy and Jagard Davis, which should help strengthen their defensive line. Uh Tunde Adel
1: a delicate, uh, a delicate, a delicate,
4: uh, we'll call him George. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think do uh, a thing. He, he helps. He's a good, he's a good guy. He's a good defensive back. I think that helps their secondary. Uh, I just, I had made the point earlier that I think that they, um, um, addition by subtraction for other teams, although, after taking another look at some of the signings that Toronto made, um that may not be quite the case, but um I don't think they got substantially um worse except their linebacking core is um that's gonna be a question mark. Uh, we'll see if they come up with a linebacker in free agency or by other means. So that would be that's my big question mark with Hamilton uh going into the uh going into next season is their linebacking
2: Okay, Mark. Yep. You could deep breath back a while back. Go ahead.
3: Uh, you know they did definitely take a hit in the linebackers, but if there's one place you can replace quickly, it's American linebacker. How many thousand came out last year from the various colleges in the states? So they definitely did take a hit, especially Larry Dean and Donnie that. Tende Adeleke is a great ad. He's actually a very good young defensive back. He's only twenty three or twenty four years old. And he's um, Canadian. And he's Canadian. Uh Shamad Chambers isn't a huge thing, I don't think he's he'll be serviceable as a backup. Jager Davis is a big pickup on defensive end, so that will help the loss of Larry Dean. Um their big thing for them is what they did prior to free agency. Their entire starting offense is back. There's no changes to their starting offense. So they didn't really have to do a ton on the offense in to bring guys in. I'm surprised they didn't go further after uh, defensive players, but maybe they don't have a lot of money or they're just waiting a few days for the prices to drop. Which traditionally is what three four days from now, you know the first week, and then the prices drop. But they definitely took a hit on defense, but on offense it's the exact same starting offense from last year. So not way they're good. So go ahead,
2: William. You're one of the ones who said you the tie cats my- were just awesome.
1: Well, you know Tunde Adeleke. Is uh, he's a, he last year was his second year in Calgary. He started, I think, sixteen of their games at free safety. Um, he's got speed because he also ran back two or three punt returns for touchdowns last year, or kickoff returns, one of the two. And he's Canadian, and that was a big loss for the Stampeders. But obviously, he wanted more money than what a third-year guy is, is worth. And I do think he is from the East as well. Maybe that has something to do with it. So, Garrett Davis is a huge loss. But, what are you going to do? He, uh, I guess, you know, John uh, John Huff-Dagel pays what he wants to pay. And, you don't like it, he lets you move on. So, you know, but, uh, they lost linebackers. I mean, yeah, their offense is intact, but they were eight and 10 last year. I think maybe their offense should, uh, you know, but maybe they will get some guys you never know. Um, but yeah, it's Hamilton. They probably still be in first place next year in the East.
2: What do you mean? Probably will be still, they, they weren't last year. They weren't even 500.
1: Well, they were close to first place, weren't they?
2: No, no, Ottawa, year? I think Ottawa had well, like 12 wins. Hamilton had eight. That's not close.
1: Was Ottawa, did Ottawa have that many wins? I
4: yeah. think so. Well, the thing was, they were actually tied going into the final two weeks of the season, and the final two weeks yeah. of the home and home with Ottawa and Hamilton and Ottawa won them both. And remember that I said that because yeah. I'm not going to be saying that much very often anymore.
2: Ottawa won them both. Hey, Ottawa finished the season with eleven wins and Hamilton was eight. Right. It wasn't the
4: last two weeks, it was two of the last three weeks. There yeah. there were the two last, two there was uh week seventeen and week eighteen and then uh, the week nineteen Ottawa won, Hamilton lost. Hamilton went into the I think they lost three in a row going into the playoffs last
2: year. And yeah, that, uh
4: well, kind of I don't think it was in three front, in a row,
2: was it? Because they, they played Ottawa and Hamilton, played each other twice, and the other right? teams played Montreal, and one played Toronto, if I remember correctly.
4: Yeah, you may be Okay, I think you're right, yeah. But whichever. Ottawa basically sunk them in that home and home.
2: The a here. 17, uh, Ottawa played winning. 18. Hamilton and Toronto were Hamilton 1, Red, Blacks Edmonton 19. It was Hamilton, Ottawa, Ottawa 1. And then uh, week 20, it was Ottawa and Hamilton, Ottawa 1. And then week 21, the final week, Ottawa beat Toronto and Hamilton got beat by Montreal. Yeah, three in a row. Three in a row. They lost three in a row. And then, hey, we can Opened up a can of whoop ass on the BC Lions.
4: Yeah, that that uh, that um, that hurt. pattern changed uh, very quickly once the playoff
2: started. <clears throat> uh. So yeah. Okay, so where what what team are we on here? Hamilton. Everybody's played the Hamilton already. Yep. I got nothing yep. to say about them. I don't think they're that good a team. I don't think they've improved that much. They lost two great linebackers, brought in a couple of uh defensive ends. Yeah. Okay. Toronto Argonauts acquired uh receiver kick returner Chris Rainey. Defensive back Kevin Fogg. Running back Mercer Timmins. Defensive end Sean Lemon. Defensive end Toby. Antigua? Antigua. I don't Antigua. Antigua.
0: Uh, yep.
2: Antigua. Okay, fine. Uh, defensive tackle. Let me can I do this one right? Is it poop? Yeah, you did it right. Poop Johnson? <laughs> uh, running back Terrell Sutton and linebacker Micah Aw. Okay? I'm sorry. They just absolutely cleaned house. They they just like if they didn't win free agency, I don't know who did. Seriously, who who on this list wouldn't you want on your team? Because I'll tell you, I'm sure gonna miss Chris Rainey, Terrell Sutton, and Micah Aw. Ah.
0: Yes. Okay. Me too. Terrell
2: Sutton is a baller. He looks for contact. He runs downhill for the purpose of running into people, and he pulls up positive yards on every play. Micah Aw. Ah? I would put him up there with Solly and Hill as as the one, two, and three best linebackers in the CFL. We are going to miss that man. No question about it. In fact, I would have rather kept him and let Solly go. I know that's a tough one to swallow. Chris Chris Rainey had his challenges, but, man, could he turn a game around in a hurry. Mm-hmm. No, Toronto did a great job improving. And oh, what was lost? They lost receiver Duron Carter, who's somebody they did not utilize last year at all. Now that was more because of Mark Pressman and 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 not liking Daron Carter and what's even worse, not liking James Franklin. Um yeah, so I understand Mark Tressman being fired. But I don't know how you don't utilize Deron Carter, but they didn't. So he's gone. This is a this is a Toronto won the East without question. May even have won free agency completely. William, go ahead. Yeah, um, I know. The question is, they don't. Who's their quarterback? I know that's the big question. And they did gonna, throw a shitload load of money at
1: to I wasn't going to say that, okay? What I was going to say is I think it was Rainey's comments on Twitter or something yesterday, which I found quite amusing.
2: I didn't see what he and said. Was what something was it? Like,
1: something, something like Mike Riley signed for how much? Oh, that's where the money went that they didn't have for me. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably a lot of guys saying that today. To be truthful, um, maybe. Yeah, you know what? Um, Chris Rady, he's got speed and he's a kick returner. Micah, all I, I like him as a linebacker. Um, you know, so Toronto signed some guys, and and I'm surprised that uh, BC didn't keep uh, Terrell Sutton because well. I thought. Or I, I thought he was, I thought he was a killer last year. So hey, he was a baller.
2: I loved watching him yeah.
1: play. And I, I, who did they replace him with? What did they sign as a running back? They, br- they, signed, they brought in on, to John White. John White. John and they, White.
4: Also, they also re-signed Brandon Rutley.
1: Do they still have Jovan Johnson though? No. Jeremiah Johnson. Or not.
2: Jeremiah, Jeremiah he's, he's a free agent but he's he's he hasn't been picked up by anybody, and they also have okay. uh trayvon van no, they don't
1: i mean john
2: he didn't sign anywhere did he
4: he was oh he's a free agent i mean he he left uh towards the end of the year though but he hasn't um because he went he to leave? Toronto at the he went to Toronto at the end of last year, but uh oh okay he is my mistake agent. my bad.
2: Okay. Yeah. He's a free agent, So John, John,
1: John White is hurt all the time.
2: Yeah. Or has
1: been. That's why he's never been, but, but he came from where did he get, he used to play at Edmonton, right? So once again, that's an Ed Hervey guy. So, you know, he goes with the horses he likes. So, um, yeah well, Toronto did okay, but once again, they're in the East, and you know you really don't have to be that impressive to make the playoffs in the east, so don't really have much more to say than
0: that.
2: Go ahead, Charles. pick it up, yeah, after
4: looking at it again, uh I think they probably are the uh the winner out of um out of the east um I think uh, quietly, because all the big big news in the last couple of days were around Mike Riley, Bo Levi-Mitchell, Trevor Harris, and so on. But if you look at the signings of Toronto, I mean, they got a lot of good talent. Um, they actually rated the Lions a little bit. They took out Chris Rainey, Terrell Sutton, Micah Awe, who I really like, and Sean Lemon, who I was really hoping was going to re because he had a great year last year. Um, Yeah, I mean, they really did get better, and they really didn't lose well. They lost to Ron Carter. Um, Good receiver, but didn't uh, gel well in Toronto there. Um, But, yeah, they got better. They got a lot better, to be honest. Um, When you look at it, and particularly, I really like what they did on defense. Kevin Fogg, Micah Alway, Sean Lemon, Toby Antigua. I mean, they've really upgraded their defense, and hey, they're going to have a running game this year, and with Chris Rainey, they should have a uh, special teams, a uh, good special teams this year. I mean, I know Rainey had his ups and downs last year with the Lions. I think he was still the best uh, tops in special teams yardage, or if not the tops, very close to the top. So, yeah, you got to give some credit where credit is due to Jim Pop. Um Because I remember during the day yesterday, they were not making any signings. They waited uh, back. Now, a lot of that might have been because they were waiting around to see what Bo Levi Mitchell was going to do. But um, they weren't doing anything. And people are doing, why are you doing nothing? Why are you doing nothing? But at the end of the day yesterday and today, they really made some very significant signings. So they've got to get a a huge passing grade um, for free agency.
2: Okay. Just, just on something that you said there, Chris. What you saying? He's in the in the tops in the in the league for kick returning last year. Kick and punt returning. He was number four. But you want yeah. to know who number two was? Come on, Mark. Tell me who.
3: Number two, probably Fogg.
2: Yeah, Kevin Fogg. Yeah. Kevin Fogg. They got both of. They got two of the top four. Kick returners. They signed two of the top four in the league.
3: It shows you it was kind of a down year for kick returners, though, too, if Fogg was number two because he had a horrible year, I thought, returning kicks.
2: 730
3: yards. Is that kickoffs or is that everything?
2: No, that's just punts.
3: That's just punts? That's just punts. He didn't do much at all last year, I thought. But he is a good kick returner, but we'll see. He,
2: he, kick return, he only won for 21 yards. Yeah. So he, he was not utilized as a kick returner. Uh, that was Nick Dembski. Yeah. Okay. But when you're you're number two in punt returns, and then Chris Rainey was number four, kick returns, Chris Rainey was number one, not by a little bit, Okay. Let's just look at it this way. The number two guy was Dante Spencer with 815. Chris Rainey was 1,500. (laughs) 1,500? 1,500 in kick returns. Hmm. And one touchdown. And there was only two others in the entire league that year. Marcus Thigpen and uh, Shakir uh, Ryan returned each uh, kickoff for a uh, touchdown. So there was only three the entire year. Chris Rainey got one of them. I don't know if Toronto did a, a hell of a job. Mark, is it you? Or are we finished yeah. with them? No, it's me. I can go
3: real quick. Um, I thought one of their bigger ads is Toby Antigua. He's young and he's got a motor. Watching him playing in Saskatchewan last year against Winnipeg is that guy can go but on the other side getting Poop Johnson he started he started off like a house on fire when he first came into the league with Winnipeg and then he just kind of got disinterested and started uh, maybe I want to do this Uh, maybe you know uh, he did make a comment about he thought he'd be a really good ultimate fighter and it was just, okay. He'd, and all of a sudden, he was benched. Winnipeg benched him. I think it was the, almost the final entire half of the season. He did not get back on the field. He just got disinterested and distracted. And he could see it in his play. So hopefully he can get it back, because he is very good when he's on. And the loss of De'Ron Carter... It's not a loss for Toronto at all. I'll get more into it when we do B.C. But Trestman really destroyed Deron Carter last year. He made him go too quiet. And so it's kind of a waste of a contract for them. So I don't know if it's necessarily a loss for Toronto because he was nothing for them anyway. He just took up cap space, really. That's it.
2: Okay. So jumping past Toronto, we're into the Western Division. Number one team, Calgary Stampeders. They added no one. The big signing for the Calgary Stampeders, of course, was Bo Levi Mitchell coming in at 4.8. Was it 4.8? Was No, $2.8 million over the next three years. Four years. How much money for this man? Four years? Four Sorry, years, four years. Four
1: years. Four years.
2: Four years, four, four years $2.8 million. So here's the t- kicker on this one. Toronto offered a half a million dollars more. We're not going to go into this. I don't want the Bo Levi-Mitchell argument tonight. It'll take the entire rest of the show. So let's just forget about that. Um, lost. They lost. Chet Lowe. You know, going back to what uh, with Deal with us, something BC lost Sean Lemon. You said that you know BC lost Sean Lemon, that was a huge thing. I was really anticipating them to be getting Micah Johnson, so I'm okay with letting Sean Lemon go if we're getting Micah Johnson. Yeah. Okay, that was that would have been cool, didn't happen, so it's bad. Anyhow, Calgary lost Micah Johnson, Lamar Durant, DeVarius Daniels, Toondi, Patrick Levels, Spencer yeah. Wilson. Garrett Davis and Troy Stodemeyer. They got raped. They literally got raped as bad as Ottawa did. I, I yuck. Yeah. And and did not pick up one single player. Did not try to. I understand they develop within and they're going to promote from within and they have phenomenal depth and. <laughs> This is a pretty big kick in the teeth to not pick up anybody. And that doesn't mean that they won't. Huff usually picks up one or two guys really late in free agency. He gets them for a song, and he does this. So the first day of free agency, Huff usually goes fishing. I don't think he went fishing in the first day of free agency this week, this year, because he had to reel in Bo Levi, which he did. He waited for day two. Yeah. Waited for day two. So today was was us fishing day. Okay. I don't know. Will go ahead. Talk about your team.
1: Well. Hmm. Hmm. What can I say other than uh I, I wouldn't go as far as getting oh, raped, but buff. they did lose some they <laughs> they did lose some quality players. They did lose some quality players. They do have a chance of losing a couple of other quality players that they have not signed yet either. Yeah. And I'm just waiting with bated breath over that one. Um, but uh, you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. The last uh, three, four years in Calgary, I'm kind of bored, Okay because it's the same team, the same players, and they do the same thing. And maybe it'll be a little more exciting for me this year if I have to watch new guys. And the Stampeders do develop within. They only signed one guy last year in free agency. And uh, John Huffnagel probably went fishing. So I, I just, I I think... The Stampeders have a plan in place, and they never waver from their plan. I I don't think – the only reason I think they signed Bo Levi Mitchell is because uh, John Huffnagel just couldn't let him go at 28 years old to another team in the CFL. So, but other than that, it is what it is, and they will move on. Um, and I still think they will compete in the West next year. No doubt in my mind. So
2: I, I'm still got them at number one.
1: I wouldn't go that far. Well, you know what? I, I, I don't think you can go that far with any team right now in, in the West because you think of all the changes everybody's had. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a good team there's gotta be a certain chemistry on that team and we don't know what the chemistry is gonna be yet. So and that goes to say for every team out there that made major changes. And the ones that I can think of are Edmonton and NBC. So but we're not there yet, so you guys talk about Calgary. I I
2: I don't disagree with you in, in talking about your chemistry, but the the one thing that I'll talk about in with Calgary here it, just for a second is I'm not so sure that we're worried about the chemistry on the Calgary Stampeders because I think the culture of that team dictates it. I think you come into this team and you're expected to do this and you're expected to do that. It's not whether or not you gel with everybody else. You just come in and do your job and be part of the community and, and and that's how it, the culture of of the Calgary Stampeders right now. It's a winning culture. Part of the system. Yeah, it, it, part it, of the system. It doesn't matter who you are. We can plug and play nope. into this system, and you're going to be successful. All you have to do is buy into the system. If you don't buy in the system, you're not there long.
1: Nope. Okay. I agree.
2: So I. I agree. So I don't. I don't know if you, you you you're saying that they they got a gel. They got they need chem- They don't need chemistry. They need people to buy into the system, and if they buy into the system, I don't care who the hell you are, you're going to fit into Calgary, and Calgary is going to be successful. I still peg Calgary as the number one team this year. Charles, go ahead. I'm
1: glad you're. I'm glad you're optimistic.
2: <laughs> I am. I, how can you not be? Probably
4: because they lost uh, six of their front seven. And I know that they are, I know what you're saying about a system and stuff like that, and you've got a good point. But front seven, that's just uh, they're gonna have to rebuild that. Not saying they can't, and I'm not saying Huff isn't a good guy at finding talent because he is, but uh, he's really got to find uh, it in a hurry because um, right now um, they got rated uh, their defense, anyways. Bowling my Mitchell, I never seriously thought he was ever going to leave Calgary. I always figured he was going to sign, and he did. Um, I know there were rumors about Saskatchewan. There were rumors about Toronto. I always felt that he was going to eventually end up back with the Stampeders, and he did. They re-signed Cadero Law. They re-signed Eric Rogers. Those are both good re-signings. But they got some work to do on that defense, and that defense was their strength last year. They had the best defense in the CFL, I think, by far. Uh, I, I believe that their defense is the main reason they won the Grey Cup last year, and they lost a whole lot of big parts of it. Uh, they Also, their receiving core took a hit, too. DeVaris Daniels, uh, I think, is a very, very good receiver. I think that's a big, bad loss. I think Lamar Durant has potential. Uh, he's got to stay healthy. He has had injury um, injury concerns uh, through a season. He was the top Canadian in the Grey Cup game, so he certainly got some potential. Micah Johnson. That's just a terrible loss. I was praying he was going to end up with the Lions. Didn't work out. Um, he ended up in uh, Green, unfortunately. But whatever. Uh, but, yeah, uh, my biggest concern going forward with the Stamps is that defense has to be rebuilt. I think what CJ is saying about the system in Calgary has some merit, though. They do have uh, a system they have there for years, first under Huffnagel, and then Dave Dickinson's come in, and he's kind of con- pretty much continued it. Um, but, um, you know, I'm be really interested to see what they're going to do with their defense because it right now is a... Uh, a bit of a mess right now, so they better figure out uh, what to do with that fast. And Huff, if anyone can get it done, though, Huff's the guy that can do it.
2: Yep, no question about that. Yep. Mark? There's not a lot
3: I can add to it. Um, You know, obviously they did get raided. I think they actually got hurt more on offense and they did on defense. Yeah, they lost Micah Johnson. They lost some big players. But they also lost a lot of familiar hands for Mitchell to throw to. And let's face it, every quarterback wants guys that he knows what they're going to do. Now he has to get new receivers in, and they have to learn the system. They have to learn what Mitchell does. Mitchell has to learn what they do. It's going to take a little while for that to gel and get them to get used to each other so I think on offense it could be interesting and Calgary's offense was sputtering a bit last year anyway so I think losing those guys is going to hurt and again that being said there's what is there 200 free agents left maybe 175 so and and this is what Huff does like you said Um, he waits oh you wanted $220,000 on the first day? Well, it's week two, so we'll give you $120,000. Yeah, and that way they guys have a job.
2: Do you so, want to play football? Because if you're going to play football, yeah. this is the amount you're going to take.
3: Yep. Uh, so really, that's about it. Like, Yeah, they did lose definitely on defense, but I think they really got hurt on offense. So that's it.
2: Hey. Charles, did you do Calgary? I did, yeah. And I think I've bashed them around enough. Uh, I just uh, calculated some interesting stats. Uh, we're going to go over the last three teams real quick. A bit. Uh, this is a plus-minus of players, okay? Not quality. I'm not going to talk about quality, but plus-minus of players. Saskatchewan broke even. Calgary is minus 8. BC is minus 1. Edmonton is plus 7. Winnipeg is minus two. Montreal is plus two. Ottawa is plus one. Hamilton is plus one. Toronto is plus seven. Interesting. I don't know how that all fares out, but it does. Okay, who's our next team down the list after the Calgary Stampeders? This is Saskatchewan Riders! Saskatchewan Riders. Signed quarterback Zach Caleros. Well, that's a resigning, so it doesn't really count in free agency. They were trying to upgrade with a Bo Levi Mitchell. That did not happen. It uh, doesn't say anything about the contract that Saskatchewan offer did. Toronto went public and said they did half a million dollars more than what he signed for in Calgary. T- Saskatchewan's been kind of mum on that one, and that's probably a good thing. Uh, they acquired running back William Powell from the Ottawa Redblacks. Great pickup. Uh, Micah Johnson, defensive tackle from the Calgary Stampeders. Great pickup. Uh, Dyshawn Davis, uh, DB, and receiver Corey Watson. Uh, they did pretty good here. They lost Willie Jefferson. Oh, my good Lord. Uh, receiver Brian Jones, okay. And Toby and they lost they lost three big defensive linemen, and they brought one back in. They needed a quarterback. They kind Saskatchewan was kind of like in the Western Division. They were playing musical chairs with quarterbacks, and the music stopped, and there wasn't a chair for Saskatchewan. That's kind of how it was, right? I mean, it's not the way you guys see it, because kind of. Yeah, they, they 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 this is the consolation prize, Zach Clares. Don't get me wrong; I think Zach Clares is the most talented quarterback in the CFL. But we all know that he hasn't finished a season in what three years. So, yeah, I'm I'm really challenged by saying that this is an awesome thing. I think Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans must be just screaming right now, and uh, we've seen that we've seen that all over the place, and uh, yeah. Okay. Good pickups Very good pickups Couple of big losses Saskatchewan kind of broke even Didn't upgrade where they needed to Which was what? Offense They lost They picked up a running back and they lost a receiver Or they gained a little receiver Corey Watson Charles Talk to me about Saskatchewan Rough Riders here are you picking them to play in the playoffs this year, or is this going to be the, the, the year that the, the green and white are sitting at the bottom? Because I kind of placed them down there. You,
4: you know, in some years, they might have been, come out of uh, free agency looking pretty good, but with all of the big-time free agent signings, especially in the West with teams like Edmonton and BC, they did just okay – Quite frankly, I don't have any confidence in that team with Zach Caleros. I, I like Zach Caleros. I think when he's healthy, uh, he's a great quarter. He can be a great quarterback. The problem is he's never healthy. He can't last a full season. He gets banged up far too easily. I don't think the Riders wanted to bring him back. He was not their first choice. They went out big game hunting, and they were trying to get. Uh, Mike Riley. They were trying to get Mike Riley. They were trying to get boldly by Bo Mitchell. They were trying to get Trevor Harris. They didn't get any of them. And so basically, okay, great well, here's your, here's your consolation prize. You get the same guy that couldn't get it really get it done last year. I love the pickup of William Powell. He's a great running back. That's certainly an upgrade. Micah Johnson. I again, I said before, I wanted him in BC. We didn't get him. Saskatchewan did. That's a good pickup. That takes us, I think, some of the sting out of losing Willie Jefferson. Uh, Deshaun Davis is a good pickup. Corey Watson, eh, I saw him play in BC. He didn't really impress me all that much. Um, their biggest loss uh, on defense, of course, is Willie Jefferson, who had a fantastic year last year.
0: Um,
4: but really, I think Saskatchewan. I said that uh, I thought that Hamilton was a team that kind of went sideways in the east. I think Saskatchewan's a team that went sideways in the west. Uh, I don't think they improved. I don't think they got a whole lot worse. But I think the other teams around them improved, and that's why they could be looking uh, at the bottom of the standings
2: looking up this year. Okay. Is that your sentiments, Mark? What do you think there? Our yeah, rival, Winnipeg much. Blue Bomber fan?
3: Pretty much. Um, like Charles said, Corey Watson, it's meh. They got him old receiver. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Christopher um, Zach Kolaros has actually never played a full season his entire career. Nope. Not yeah. one. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt so, it. Yeah. So, yeah, great. You took what you could get. And that's all you could get. So they're going to have to live with it. Uh, William Powell will help Zach Kloros a lot, obviously. Um, Mika Johnson, we've talked about him a ton. And the losses, Jefferson's a big loss, but they do have a lot of depth on their defense. So it's not a big deal at all. Toby Antigua, I think, will hurt. And like I said earlier about Poop Johnson, eh, he'll play really it, good for a few games and disappear, so it's not a big loss.
2: Please tell me that's a nickname.
3: Yes, it is. His first yes. name is Corey.
2: Okay. Because, like, you know, <laughs> if, if, if Mama if it wasn't, he, he would if have had a long childhood. Like, shit, the <laughs> parents don't like him, okay? You like,
3: know, I can't remember the story, but the nickname came to him in college. It was something it's like, like being
2: conceived during <laughs> anal sex or something. Come on. I think
0: uh, it should
1: be official on our podcast. We should just rename Shit Johnson, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, Saskatchewan has lost
3: a lot. Their their fans are losing their minds. They were already ready to string up O'Day. Uh, the smarter ones are going chill, just relax. There's lots of time to go. Um. You know, that, that Zach Claras is what they could get. If he's healthy, like you said, Christopher, if he's healthy, and it's a massive if, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the CFL. They've got they, one of the top two or They didn't pick up, up a back. single
2: O-lineman. How, who's going to protect nope. him? They didn't have an O-line last year, and they picked up nobody.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's about it, though. It's, I mean, they give your head be. a
2: motherfucking shake here, because, like, seriously. Yep. yep.
3: They could be in trouble.
2: Oh God, William, have fun with Saskatchewan. Go go to it, brother.
1: Well, you know what? I I don't think I think the guy who replaces Willie Jefferson is the luckiest guy in the CFL because it takes four offensive linemen to cover Mika Johnson and Charleston Hughes. Okay, they were the. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. They were the one and two sack guys last year in the CFL. Okay? And you have to double-team Mika Johnson. And you have to double-team Charleston Hughes. So, I don't think they miss anything with Willie Jefferson gone, to be honest with you. And don't forget, you guys don't... I don't know if you guys realize this, but Charleston Hughes and Mika Johnson played together for four years, and they were unbelievable. So... I don't think they missed much there, but their offense, oh, my God. They didn't get an offensive lineman. Um, You know, and you can't blame Jeremy O'Day because he got thrown into this spot three weeks ago, four weeks ago, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you expect? And I'm thinking lots of people ran away from Saskatchewan because now Craig Dickinson is the head coach, and that made a huge difference, too. I mean I guarantee a Willie Jefferson wouldn't have gone if uh Chris uh Chris Jones Chris, was uh, still there. Chris Jones was still there. Um you know their offense, that colaris, I'm sorry. He's he's who's their backup quarterback down? What was his name? Crawford or something like that?
2: Who? In Saskatchewan have it was a, Brandon Bridge? Yeah.
1: No no, he's not there anymore, is he? Wasn't he a free agent? Watford. Watford. There you go. Watford. Watford. A he's agent. a
2: free agent. He's an unsigned free agent. He could go anywhere. But the he one hasn't thing I, the one thing I haven't heard about that. was
1: Naaman. Naaman Roosevelt is a free agent. Is he not? Yep. Yes, he is. I don't can't believe nobody's picked him up yet. But maybe he's got an inflated ego too. Who knows? But we're, yeah, we're going to talk, talk about that. We're going
2: to talk about it real Saskatchewan quick,
1: is. Minute. Saskatchewan is uh, – um, it doesn't look good. That's all I can say. They'll be uh, <laughs> fighting for their playoff lives, I guarantee you. So, but, I, I, Yeah, I, I, don't, wish I, I could, don't
2: think they're going to be fighting very hard.
1: I, I wish I could say I felt sorry for them, but you know how I feel about Saskatchewan. So,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> whatever. You know. Okay.
2: Charles, you've been right. Yes. Okay, so that's it for Saskatchewan. We're going to jump over to the BC Lions. Uh, additions, Mike Riley, Aaron Grimes, Lamar Durant, Chuck Suk Chung, Josh Woodman, uh, Anthony Alex, Chris Edwards, Terrell Davis, Brandon Rutley, Josh Stanford, and Durant Carter. Yeah, I, Anthony Alex is the kicker. We we lost our our. our amazing kicker Ty Long mm-hmm. and uh yeah so yeah I'm not I'm not disappointed with the list here who we lost very disappointed Ricky Collins okay Deshaun Davis DB okay linebacker Bola Combo a little disappointed there. defensive back Anthony Orange very disappointed Devere Posey disappointed Chris Rainey disappointed Sean Lemon disappointed Terrell Sutton Micah Ah Corey Watson who cares uh Winston Rose and uh, Jonathan Jennings They're minus one. This is the team that had the absolute most movement, okay? There was 23 people, personnel changes here, 11 in and 12 out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I think BC improved over last year. They had to. We got a better quarter we have a quarterback. We didn't really have a quarterback last year. We now have the best quarterback in the CFL, Mike Riley. Uh, Aaron Grimes was a trade for Anthony Orange. Well, okay. Uh, inside halfbacks are harder to replace or to train than at cornerback. So I'm okay. Grimes is, a, is an all-star on a terrible team last year. Uh, Lamar Durant huge upside to this guy if he ever stay healthy and actually plays football being a national receiver Suk Chung oh my god we just got nasty on that O-line um Josh Woodman yeah Chris Edwards Terrell Davis Brandon Rutley running back Brandon Rutley Deron Carter I'm actually quite excited about signing Duron Carter I am excited about signing Duron Carter now here's the reason why I think Deron Carter is, has amazing talent, absolutely amazing talent. He's got million-dollar hands and a 25-cent mind, okay? If he just can keep his mouth shut and his fingers off his phone, things could be really good for Deron Carter this year. Now, we had Nick Lewis, who everybody on this podcast respects Nick Lewis, Okay? There's nobody, I don't know anybody who thinks Nick Lewis is a putz, okay? I I respect him immensely. Um, Nick Lewis came on our podcast and talked about Deron Carter and said that Deron Carter was one of the best teammates that he ever had. He was not a cancer in the dressing room that everybody made him out to be, okay? So under those circumstances, that's in um, Montreal. He went over to Saskatchewan. And something happened in Saskatchewan because Chris Jones put him on the defense. And I'm not sure what the hell's going on. But there was some conflict there without question. There was in Toronto, and there's a major conflict between Mark Trestman and him. Okay, So, yes, the common denominator here is Deron Carter. I agree. I understand. But if Nick Lewis says that this guy is a baller and he's not a distraction in the locker room, and Nick Lewis is now the running back coach of the BC Lions. And if he can keep a, a lid on Deron Carter, this could be amazing. Mike Riley, Deron Carter, touchdown! Yeah, I'm excited, sorry. Um, I know, a lot of people don't like Deron Carter. But Nick Lewis does. And if Nick... I value Nick Lewis's opinion because, A, I was never in the locker room with Deron Carter, and nor was anybody on this podcast, and nor was anybody that was listening to this podcast. So you don't really have an opinion that I value on what he's like in the locker room. Nick Lewis was in the locker room. I value Nick's opinion on on any subject, never mind Deron Carter. So I think this is a good pickup for the BC Lions. I'm happy with it, and I'm going to let it go with that. Wrap it over to Mark.
3: Um, be, I will give Herbie credit for one thing. He has taken the Wally way of doing free agency and thrown that under the carpet.
2: They were... No, it went out the window. <laughs> it's not <laughs> hiding under the carpet. Busy. It's, it's the,
0: out the, the only
3: thing... The only problem I have with your theory about Duran Carter is... When was he at his best in Saskatchewan? When he was fighting with people on Twitter. When he was inviting, trolling onto his Twitter account just so he could troll right back. He was taking fans to movies. He was going bowling with fans. When did we see Deron Carter at his worst? um, Playing ability. When he went to Toronto.
0: And, and they shut him up.
3: Full, and they shut him up and they shut him down.
2: Yeah, I'm not supporting that. I, yeah. don't, I don't want he that feeds to happen. On it.
3: He I just feeds want him in control. on controversy. He, he, one thing that really could be fun to watch and listen to is the mayor of Swaggerville and Deron Carter together. You could get some really interesting sound bites in BC now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously, BC's improved a lot. I'm not sure. It, it has anybody checked to see if Braylee is okay and that he hasn't like almost had a heart attack from all the money flying out of his wallet? Because this is the most ever spent. He improved. Oh, everything he wouldn't. They wouldn't be there if he didn't. But he's never spent this kind of money on free agency. You've got a gold mine in Suk Chung. Obviously, this is the Andrew Harris thing with Suk Chung. He
2: yeah. wanted to so go back to So why did we to pay top dollar for him? You,
3: this is where I get to say it back to you, Christopher. You overpaid smartly, but you overpaid
2: massively. Yeah, you, you did with Andrew Harris. It's the same thing. Yep. I called Winnipeg out exactly. when they did that. They, Andrew Harris was willing to give a hometown discount, take the man for twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 under what BC was offering him, and he would gladly have accepted it because he wanted yep. to be in Winnipeg with his daughter. Suk Chung wants mm-hmm. to be in Vancouver with his parents, with his family. Why are we paying him $250,000 a year?
3: BC overpaid? I think BC may have overpaid in a few places. Well, Suk Chung is definitely comfy. one of them.
2: Mike Riley's another. Well,
3: Grimes didn't come cheap. BC needed to do it, especially on defense. Um, With your losses, and it's kind of a Winnipeg pickup, but this Winston Rose kid—is he any good? Do you feel that was a loss at all, or?
2: Well, BC did not have a great defensive backs last year. Their their secondary was terrible. Now let's just say that Anthony Orange and TJ Lee were all stars. So that leaves—that's two out of five. Okay, for us to have I'm just a shitty he, a lot. defensive backs, he he was one of them. Yeah.
3: You know, BC had to shell out the money to Riley. Obviously, you weren't getting the hometown discount from Riley either. Um, but we could have. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if anybody. You should have for sure. I don't know of anybody that would have outbid to like Saskatchewan or Toronto or whoever was trying to get him.
2: I I don't don't, think he would have gone.
3: I don't think he would have either. It would have been the Mitchell thing all over again. I'm really surprised. Herbie spent so much money.
2: The thing that bothers me about Mike Riley is that the the announcements kept coming up that Edmonton had let the other teams talk to Mm -hmm. Mike Riley. I did not hear of another team talking to Mike Riley. Did you guys? Did, nope. did you hear anything about Toronto talking to Mike Riley? No. Did you hear anything about the catcher talk? No. Nobody. I don't believe they opened it up to teams. I think Mike Riley asked permission to talk to BC because that's where he wanted to go. So why yeah. would you open your wallet and drop to your knees?
3: Well, BC has definitely made the West that much tighter. It's going to be fun to watch.
2: I don't think they're a fourth-place team this year.
3: No, I think we know who that will be. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, Edmonton? Um, no, I think we know it will be Saskatchewan. They're fifth. Okay, yeah.
2: It's going to be interesting Are we take, to see. Uh, you know, I'm still putting Calgary-Winnipeg top one, two. Who's third, Edmonton or BC? Edmonton or BC? I think BC is going <laughs> to take that one. I think we've gone uh, from fourth to third with Arsenal back to Calgary
4: 1 2. Well, I'm
3: wondering with, with
4: BC, all they lost
3: on defense. Obviously, BC's not bringing Arsenal back. That's not going to happen. With all the salary signings they made and the huge amount of money they put out, is the first veteran cut going to be Sali?
2: That's a hu- huge possibility.
3: Yeah, yeah that's, I,
4: that's been rumored.
3: Really that's about it for me, is I'll let you guys talk you two talk more on it, but it's with all that money they spent and you know, including myself, we spent an awful long time bashing Walters for it and Hervey just went, Hi guys, I'm back. I've never seen that much money go out. And for the C F L to and the CFL never says what contract numbers are. And they've threw that one out there with the press release. Which seemed weird to me, too. Yeah, like They've never put out numbers. You find out numbers from all the media guys, not from the CFL. And they put that out front and center. That's it.
2: Okay. William. Talk about the BC Lions. Are you going to be a fan this year? Are you going to pick them to win?
1: No, not at all.
2: Because okay. uh, every time I, they don't win, so well, I've done that
1: for two years straight, and I've been disappointed. So well, my I'm goal ab- this year.
2: Absolutely excited about you not picking BC. Yeah, okay. them is, You know what the worst?
1: You know what the worst thing about the whole thing, and I was looking at it this morning, is. Okay, I thought DC would be a great contender for Calgary this year. Okay, thought they'd be great games. Calgary plays DC the second game of the season and, and the, the last. last game. Okay, and the yep. last game we never made So I guess you want it till they both make the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. But no you know what, Um, I think BC spent a lot of money on pre-agents. They made a lot of changes. They needed to make a lot of changes. They were only 9-9 last year. They have a new coaching staff, so you might as well bring in fresh blood. Um, But I still think paying, and and it's the same thing with paying Bo Levi, you pay these guys that much money, you lose it somewhere else. And I don't think it makes their balanced team or a, uh, as talented team. So we will see what happens. I mean, you finally got a quarterback who's probably not going to get hurt. And I would I would like to see how well Mike Riley plays when he doesn't get pounded into the ground play after play after play cuz sometimes I think that motivates him because that guy gets beat up and he just comes back that much harder. I don't know. Maybe if he doesn't get hit, he doesn't wake up. We will see. So, but yeah, I mean BC's improved. There's no doubt about it. I guess you could probably call call them the 2.0 Eskimos or something like that. I don't know because Ed Hervey likes his guys, and Ed Hervey brought in a lot of his guys. So let's see what happens. Yeah, got to see how the team gels. That's all I can say. So, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Charles, up to you, brother.
0: Talk about All right, team. well,
4: one thing is for sure, this is not Wally Bono's BC Lions anymore because the uh, this team has uh, overgone uh, a complete makeover, and they're probably not done at this point. Uh, we could see some more familiar faces leaving and more new faces showing up. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, after years of having Wally Buono, um, uh, running the team, I almost forgot what free agency was like because the Lions, for the most part, were never a, a huge player in free agency, but boy, did that change yesterday. Uh, they got the great white shark of the free agency class, that of course being Mike Riley, which really shouldn't have surprised anyone. i, I got to tell you, when, when, when I was at Grey Cup and we were walking around talking to other fans from other teams and stuff like that, even the Eskimos, uh, the consensus was that Mike Riley was going to end up with the Lions. And this was back in November. So this should not be a shock because this was um, – I don't think he was going anywhere other than BC, to be perfectly honest. Second thing, whoever's doing the promotional videos for the BC Lions
0: should uh-huh. probably
4: get a raise. Matt Baker.
0: Because,
4: was it Matt Baker? Okay, because Matt, Matt Baker's
2: responsible for it, whether he actually did the work or not. It's his department.
4: Well, whoever it was, they did one for Mike Riley, and they did one for Deron Carter. They are both two of the best CFL promotional videos I have ever seen. If you haven't seen them, Go on to the Lions' website or go on to their Facebook page. They put them over. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, As for the other signings, hey, Aaron Grimes, great defensive back signing. Lamar Durant, underrated. uh, I I spoke on him earlier. Underrated receiver. uh, Has got to stay healthy, though, to be uh, effective. But that's a good uh, pickup because he's a non-import. Suk Chung, uh they need the Lions have needed stability on their offensive line. Um, so good on him. You know what? I'm gonna just uh go down because we still got the Eskimos to do that and we've only got five minutes to do it. So I don't and wanna Winnipeg. take up a lot of time. Oh, wow. oh god, we haven't even got Winnipeg either. Oh wow, this has flown by. Okay, I told you two hours wasn't gonna be enough. Um so anyways, I like what the Lions did. Uh some guys they lost, uh sad to see Lacombe, Rainey uh Posey, Sean Lemon, Terrell Sutton. Uh up and down, I think in general though, no, the Lions improved with their free agencies. Uh so um very good on them. Uh so I'm just gonna I'll just uh stop there.
2: Okay. Yep. Uh I've got nothing else to say about this team, so let's just move on to the next one. Who is it? Edmonton Eskimos. We could talk for half an hour in the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, they added tre- Trevor Harris, Greg Ellington, DeVar Daniels, Sir Vincent Rogers, Ricky Collins, Travis Bond, Larry Dean, Joe Noc- uh Santo Knox, uh, Don Unamba, uh, Anthony Orange, and Kader Spooner. Unbelievable pickups. Unbelievable pickups. They lost Mike Riley. Huge. Aaron Grimes. Huge. Chris Edwards. Eh. Josh Woodman. Eh. Okay. Edmonton won free agency. Yeah, yeah, Trevor Harris is no Mike Riley. No doubt about that. But oh my good lord, what have they picked up? I I'm good with this. I'm I hand it off. Uh Charles, you go quick.
4: Yeah, uh it's hard to say they didn't win free agency. They brought in um a bunch of uh, impact players and took what could have been a disaster day losing uh their franchise player Mike Riley. Uh it could have turned out to be disaster but you and you got to think the night before people were calling for Sunderland's head saying he should be fired and so on and he turned it into a massive positive. He did a great job um uh get, getting those players in and uh Brock Sunderland's got to be given some uh real big kudos cuz I think he did a really good job.
2: Mark
3: I can go real quick. Um, Please, Santos Knox is going to be the best pickup they did on the defense. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I agree with well, that.
2: Three, three linemen, three linebackers, no doubt. Will take it.
1: You know what? The biggest thing, yeah. Trevor Harris isn't Mike Riley, but he's two hundred and fifty k cheaper for a pretty uh, is, decent is quarterback. Else? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Jumping from Win- uh, Edmonton to Winnipeg really quick. They added Willie Jefferson, Nick Dembski, Brandon Alexander who are both re signs Winston Rose, a D.B. Eh, uh, Lost Suk Chung, uh, Santo Knox, Kevin Fogg, Taylor Loeffler, Kadar Spooner, and Orion Lankford. Win- Winnipeg got abused. I wouldn't say they want anything here. Uh, pass it off, Mark. I'll let you go, man.
3: I'll go real quick. Um... The only real loss in that hole is Suk Chung and possibly Cotter Spooner. Lankford was mostly out of the lineup. Uh, Loeffler is what Loeffler is. I like the guy, but he's not 220000 or whatever. So, Um, bye-bye. And I like getting in our defense. I love the way the defense is looking now with Jefferson.
2: Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Willie,
1: I got sixty I seconds left to show. So. Hurry, sorry. sorry. I don't think Winnipeg did anything. They lost Santos Knox, but they still have Matt Nichols as their quarterback, which is a problem.
2: Which is a problem, Charles. You got anything to say there? One good thing: uh, defense
4: with both Willie Jefferson and Adam Big Hill could be very, very scary.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, Winnipeg is not the powerhouse that everybody's making them out to be. I just, I don't see it. I can't see it. Especially when you got Matt Nichols in there. Okay. Well. Anyhow, say good night real quick, Mark. Go ahead.
3: Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Charles.
4: Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Willie.
1: Good night, everybody. Have a good weekend.
2: Happy Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We'll see you next Thursday. Chris will rejoin us. Take care. Good night.